From KLCC Media, this is the Oregon Grapevine. I'm Barbara Dellenbeck. The Oregon Grapevine highlights fresh-pressed conversations with people who are actively and passionately creating the present and future in which they wish to live. Hannah Goldrich is an art jeweler and longtime Eugene resident and involved with many organizations and activities in Eugene for a long time. Thank you, Hannah, for being on the Oregon Grapevine. Thank you for having me. Okay, I'm going to start with my history way back. And I probably started making jewelry in 1952. Um, I married in 56. My first child was 59, but I had already been making jewelry. I took a class in Cambridge and then moved to Chapel Hill while Dan was getting a Ph.D. and apprenticed with a man. I walked into a studio with work that I liked, and I said, do you need any help? And he said, yes. And so I worked with him for a year and a half, made hundreds of pairs of jewelry and used my own designs and he incorporated them in in his work later. So then we moved uh, to Oregon. No, first we moved to Michigan. And during those four years I made jewelry a little bit. And then in 1963 we finally moved to Oregon. And I have had a studio in my house since. I was involved with Lottie Streisinger, with the epic sales. There were peace sales for peace with craftspeople from the town, and they were spectacular, actually. They were really fine work. uh, Eugene's changed, so those sales don't really exist so much. People do their own home sales so that they they can get all the monies. And there are a few galleries, but it's a different scene at that time. There were just these few wonderful sales. So I worked with that. I was on the Saturday market board early, and then we left and went to Chile for a year and a half. Came back, and I got involved with Mort Kearns Art Center. It was about three blocks away from where we live, and was right up my alley, and I've been involved with it ever since. In the beginning, I was on the board twice over a period of 13 years. It was a really good experience for me. I got to know many people, some of whom still live and some of whom don't, and got involved with, with the art center. I also taught jewelry there for also probably 12 years, and I loved it. I loved the teaching. Let's stop for a second okay. and just describe for some people what Maud Kearns is. There'll be some people listening who don't okay. know that place. Okay. Maud Kearns is a community art center in a very old, old church that's had some additions to it. Um, the main gallery is spectacular. It just works marvelously as a gallery. Uh, it's got high ceilings. It's got good light. Uh, it's got a lot of character to it. Three of my four children got married there <laughs> in, in a very lovely setting. 
Um, it has a gift shop, and it has classrooms. The main cl- main classroom is ceramics, uh, and it's got a large ceramics studio, studio which is used constantly. It has a printmaking studio, um, and then it has a classroom with many, many children's uh, classes. So it's a very good location and a very good place. What do you think makes a community arts center like that valuable and important and unusual? Well, it, it, it does. The arts center does phenomenal things. Like right now, it's got a membership show in it. So 170 people who are not necessarily artists get to show their work. There's 270 pieces in it. Um, So that's a really special thing for an artist to be able to show their work to other people. And it works. The openings are spectacularly successful. And people get courage, then maybe I can do something like that. So it's a very exciting thing. So they have biennial furniture shows. They have shows of special artists, artists from all over the place, but also many community artists. So they have they have a teenage. yearly show. That is wonderful. So any teenager in Eugene can bring their pieces and the show's a knockout. I was just going to ask about classes and how and how well, whether they're connected to schools or not schools or it's its own no. individual spot, but people who who have an interest can come. Yes, and there's is a, there is a scholarship program and there are, there are um there's fundraising for for scholarships, but um and we have a particularly good education director right now, and the classes are excellent. And then different age levels, so the young, teenage, um, and then adult. And uh, it's a hopping place right now. Right now, the staff is really, really interesting and and good. I mean, the, our director, Michael Fisher, is, I think, better than anybody could ever hope for. And as I said when I I talked at my speech, he's normal. And we've been through (laughs) many. They're not always normal, but he is. And he's, it's not an easy job. First of all, uh, money is always an issue, always. Uh, And his hands are in many, many different things, fundraising, grant writing, uh, shows. So what's coming up now is for the next two years, they put out a call for artists so people can uh, apply to have a show. Because having a show is a really wonderful thing for an artist if you have the guts to do it. And uh, if you have a show like that, you'll work for a year, whatever it is. And it's th- and it's thrilling. And there are not that many places in Eugene anymore. That's the other thing. There used to be more when the Jacobs Gallery was there. That was another uh, really important place for a local artist to show. That doesn't exist anymore. I've, I've had some conversations about museums, and, and I'm really interested in them and interested in how they become 
in the public eye, not just a place to come and kind of stare at the wall and why does that matter, but more why, why is it important to understand that there's more to a museum than that and, and get people interested in coming in? Now, we're a gallery, not necessarily just a museum, but a, but, but a, but a repository of art. It's hard, it's hard. For instance, most people don't realize that when a piece of art is for sale that the artist only gets half the money. So the, the consumer generally does not know that's a big deal. Because if they think a piece is very expensive, well, people don't understand a gallery's got to survive and the artist has to survive, and people just don't know that. If you paid any attention to the hourly wage, you know it would be ridiculous. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, nobody's getting rich on that. On, on that. Nobody is. But even, get, uh, even a gallery that a person owns is, t- is really hard to make money. You do it for love, <laughs> not for that. So... Um, the classes, the, the summer program filled up the first three days it opened this year. So these are, these are weekly classes for kids that are very good. But, but I was impressed with how popular that is, that people do want art classes for their kids. And I would think that there's a, a correlation to some degree of education systems who are who are cutting out art in a I lot of ways. I think it makes a lot of difference. Yes, and it has photography too. By the way, the photography classes. I don't know how the studios, but they are that. No, I think that makes that's made a difference for years. The most schools don't have it, and kids generally love art. How did you become? A jeweler? Did you just kind of? No. First of all, in my when I had a retrospective in 2004, and in the cover is a picture of me working with my hands when I was three. I'm already doing that, so that was in me uh, constantly. I went to graduate school and took a jewelry class in Cambridge, and then I started. Then we got married, and then I started working. I had a master's in education, but that wasn't where I was going. So I, was ma- I started making jewelry. Then I studied with Max Nixon. Max Nixon was a really spectacular jewelry teacher here. Uh, it was in the 50s. There was a whole group of really fine, fine artists, and the, the university... Uh, department was excellent. So I studied with him and uh, then worked on my own, took some classes, took one very notable class at a haystack in Maine that took a three-week class that just taught me endless work stuff. And then I have a studio at home. I had a nice man built me a good studio. And so do you still make jewelry on a regular basis, daily or weekly? Yesterday, but not as much as I did because I'm writing. I'm also writing. What are you writing? I'm writing memoir for for about five years. Carolyn Kortke does a memoir class, and I've been doing that. Love it. And. Is it is it a um, kind of a spiritual exercise, or is it something for your kids, or is it for my kids or whoever else? Is, is there. It's been doing it for over five years, so it's a long time. And I'm learning. I didn't know anything. And I'm learning. There are 20 of us. It's, it's and do you read to each other your yeah. entries? Yeah. 
So in, in the world of kind of art and, and either your life or, or as you see Mod Kearns expanding, or what do you see as kind of the next, if you, if you had a magic wand, what would, what would you, <laughs> what would you do or say in terms of the world of art and education? Well, it's hard to know because I don't understand any of the computer stuff, and that's one area that's that's going. One of I'm in a women's art group, and one woman does only compu- computer work, which is really interesting. I see the art center getting more successful. Uh, I see people coming to openings, being really interested in what's there. Um, I think they're more volunteers. One of the shows we don't talk, I'm better involved in is The Day of the Dead. Have you been to, been to it? I have been to it, and it's great. I don't know how to say it other than it's great. Did you go this year? I did not go this year. Oh. I needed to. That is a way the art center connects with the community because uh, part of the, the Mexican community comes to it, and they, um, the kids are dancing. And uh, the involvement's wonderful, just wonderful for the kids and the people. And the mixture together is just works really well. At Mod Kearns, do you need to be a member in order to, say, participate in an, in an exhibit like Day of the Dead? Or does it work some other way? Day, the, no. What the Day of the Dead is, it's a jury show, so there's artwork in it. And then there are altars. And if you wanted to do an altar, I don't think you'd have to be a member. You'd just say you want to do an altar. So there's probably seven or eight altars. This year was the 30th anniversary of that show. The problem with altars is that it's memorializing people that aren't with us. That's right. But the good side is it's memorializing people that aren't with us. And I've done probably almost 15 altars over the years. And every time I do one, it is sad, but I learned so much about the person that I'm doing it that's worth it, including my mother. What inspires you to continue on doing jewelry, doing your work, being involved? Do you do you have do you have inspirations in your life? My whole life is inspiration, um, and I need to work with my hands. I just am somebody. I mean, I'm knitting baby sweaters right now because I because I I need to to do something. And I, Julie, I will be able do it for a few more years. Then I'm going to have to do something else that doesn't require a studio. I'll have to do sewing or painting or something. I'm not a painter, actually, but I need to do that. And inspiration is everywhere. I think Oregon is good for inspiration. I mean, you look out your window or you s- see things my kids give me inspiration. My grandkids give me I even have great grandkids. All of them are inspiration. And with jewelry, unlike other kinds of art, it isn't well, necessarily topically related to the state of the world. But does that influence your thinking or your art in any I've way? Done, I've done many state of the world pieces. Uh, I also can't resist going to the local gem shows and buying gems. I mean, I have more than I will ever do in my lifetime. And the stones are just spectacular. And the stones come from Oregon. As you are in your older years and a senior citizen, 
do you have advice or do you have suggestions or do you have thoughts for people who are creating art now of why do it? Well, one of the reasons you do it is because it sustains you. It makes you feel like it's your worthwhile being being around and it gives you great pleasure. It's just fun. It also, you can do your artwork in the uh, minutes past. You don't think about anything else. You don't think about the world. You don't think about your aging or whatever it is. You're just involved in it. It's the most positive thing. And I think um, when I'm at the art center, it's totally good energy because people are, you know, they're walking out with the piece, pieces of art, uh, feeling good about what they've done. It's just totally positive. I would like uh, there to be more emphasis on art and more money so that it's not such a struggle for places like the art center. This, by the way, my, so my, grand, my granddaughter is taking classes at Mort Kearns, and that's fun. <laughs> Goes around. She's been taking ceramics and printmaking, and that's also great. It will be a wonderful world when we realize really deeply the importance of art in, in governmental systems that allow it to be funded. Well, you know, the, the, what Lottie did, which was do artwork in public buildings, was, uh, was so important. And it's still important. Anything you want to add? I think there's more volunteers again. And when you say for older people, I think that's a way to get involved in, in, in the world and not just be isolated. It's to go to a place like that and, and sit in a gallery or do something for it, be on a committee, uh, or just paint, or just do whatever you're going to do. The, the advantage of jewelry is that if you do a show, you only have a little box. The disadvantage is that stuff costs money. So part of it doesn't cost money, but doing a show is. Well, I'm, an, I'm a knitter, and I'm always knitting something. You were referring to it. And in, in part, it is, it is a tactile. It is a, um, I just have to do it. I, I think better, like if I'm in a meeting, yeah. and it's just a tactile thing. I really enjoy it. I, I do have to do something. I am doing some jewelry right now because people lo- lose one earring. Constantly, <laughs> wish they would glue them to the heads, but mm. they don't. Thank you, Hannah Goldrich, for talking about your life and jewelry and for being a guest on the Oregon Grapevine. Thank you. It was a pleasure for me. You've been listening to KLCC Media's The Oregon Grapevine, fresh pressed conversations with people who are actively and passionately creating the present and future in which they wish to live.